Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian you may have seen on Last Comic Standing. She's a mom and a Huffington Post contributor. Also, the author of the children's book, Little Libby and the Right to Vote, which I think Needs to be just falling off the shelves more now than ever uh, with what's going on. It is timely. It truly is. And speaking of timely, it has been over a year since I've seen you not on my screen, but in person. So it is even more exciting than ever to welcome Katie Massa Kennedy to the studio. Welcome. Yes, thank you. I was going to say that it's your distinct pleasure to have me here. It, it truly is. <laughs> well, I, I thank you with, with all the gratitude, coffee, and cheesecake that I possibly can. So Okay, I am looking forward to that cheesecake, yes. That's, yeah. This is this is I, I gotta say, new new tradition like every other uh every other show with uh someone coming back for the first time. We've had a little like a coffee clutch at the beginning of the, the day, you know, and kick back, eat some cheesecakes, drink some coffees. But you guys have things to do, so cheesecake to go today. Mm-hmm. And hey, uh, it's the, the only downside I can think of is you're going to want it all to yourself, and, and the family's going to be like, oh, what do you got what there? <laughs> what, 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 that, looks like, that looks like a cheesecake. What do you, what do you there? So just, uh, yeah, be okay. warned. All right. Be careful. And uh, also, uh, thank you for being here. Yep. Great, great to have you back. As always, we are also joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason. It is always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Good to be back with Katie and everything. You know, uh, having been here and seen her in person, but hey, she gave me a big hug when I got here. So hey, yeah, life is good. Yeah. This is you know, it's this is. With with everything reopening, I'm going to a gathering at a friend's house tonight, and it's it's just it's so nice to like it's kind of feeling normalish now because I've been to a couple other you know like outdoor concert kind of things, and the first the first time I went to a show in Long Beach, it was in the back parking lot of a bar, tented, nice you know tables, socially distanced. People masked when they weren't drinking, and I came home and it was like PTSD. It was it was just <laughs> like what the fuck did I just do? You know, and I mean everything was safe. It was only self admitted vaccinated people were allowed, but it was still outside distanced. But it was like my first interaction with many people, and it uh, so freaky. And then uh, a couple weekends ago, another friend's band, Near Beer. Get the album, great if you if you like pavement, dinosaur, hold steady. It's just great indie rock, dad rockish kind of as as I guess the kids are calling it these days. Ask for it by name. Uh, but went and saw them. They were playing at a uh, at a car wash in Encino. Uh, it was part of a benefit uh, to finish the mural at the car wash, and uh, that was fine. You know, it's like did that. Came home, felt great. It was wonderful. So today is my second like home gathering with folks, and you know, this is this is work, and it's it's relatively small. So I don't you know consider like 
this to be a threatening element. Uh, but looking forward to it. Oh, who's who's looking forward to going to something tonight? Well, that that would be me. I'm Dr. David Robinson. <laughs> I am your Vin Scully. I always forget. Oh, yeah, you forgot. Then, yeah. Uh, I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And we do have plenty to talk about, including what's happening in the world of COVID. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. <laughs> it's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The UK variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California variant made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian variant that goes down so smooth it's like there's nothing there at all. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. And... In addition to the uh, international varieties, it's like when hurricane season goes batshit and they run out of letters. We're, we're now into the Greek alphabet. So we've got the Delta variant, which is... You love to die and it shows. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> uh, what, what do you got for the Lambda variant? <laughs> Mint jelly? <laughs> But yeah, it's, you know, we... That was off the cuff. Give me a that, moment for the other one. That, that was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but we were, you know, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about the Delta variant. And wow, what a surprise. It's, it's knocking the fuck out of the, uh, the red states where people are largely not vaccinated. And at the beginning of the whole vaccination phase... You used to talk a lot about how the problem was, you know, it's like if these people don't want to get vaccinated, they want to get COVID and spread it amongst themselves and all die. Wonderful. I'm fine with that. But the problem is it's highly contagious and they would go into areas where reasonable people live and spread it amongst reasonable people as well. So, so that we was- need to build a big, beautiful wall. <laughs> I think I sounded like, I think I channeled Liz Stewart just then. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's happening in the places where vaccinations are low. That's where you're seeing a lot of people getting hospitalized and dying uh, from the virus. Yeah, amazing. But at this point, 
research into the vaccines shows that even though the vaccinated can still get sick, you're not looking at hospitalization. You're not looking at the, the really heinous symptoms and you're really not looking at death as a result. I mean, we all do every We're second all of every looking day. At death. Yeah. It's uh, it's what we do. We yeah. are, we are humans. We are mortal. I, I haven't met him yet, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've passed uh, a few times. Yeah. Done the old, how do you do? Not yet. Okay, cool. But now we know that even though the vaccinated can get sick, it's not nearly as bad as it would be if you weren't vaccinated. It's more like cooties. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm actually kind of fine, you know, whereas there was there was a threat with That know. deserved a better laugh from David. <laughs> well, it's, I was thinking like the the cootie catchers, yeah, the origami things. Oh, cootie catchers. Yeah, it's I could never fold paper to make things. So, but the I remember when uh oh, when yeah. I was a kid, it was yeah. like it was, yeah. Like a little sort of with almost like a Muppet head. Yeah. Well, the there hat. there was that, but this would be like like sort of a diamond shaped right. head. Like a, oh, a head. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about with the pick a number, yeah, then yeah. open yeah, it yeah. up, pick you know, pick a color. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I I couldn't fold those either. No, couldn't do it. <laughs> but the cootie catchers, you know, is like something. Oh, oh, you know, better than a cootie shot. You know, you get a cootie catcher, but. Um, right. I always wanted to. That's for a whole other episode. That's a that's an episode in and of itself. I'm sure of it. <laughs> Cootie catcher. When uh, homebrewing became a big thing, and then microbrew, I I have a friend who was a manager at the local brew pub this back when I was living in Missouri, and tried to convince him they needed to come up with a new beer, and call it Cootie Brew, and the if. If they got into bottling, which I don't think they have, it's a it's a brew pub, you know, so they just brew it and serve it on on premises, but bottle it, and the slogan would be, "You can have a sip of mine if you don't mind cooties," uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, again, more relevant now than ever. <laughs> so what I was saying is, now that the vaccinated aren't going to die from it, right. I'm I'm kind of cool with like okay red states you don't want to get vaccinated go kill yourselves and each other off and well those are and the ones our not. people might might get a little sick but we we aren't as threatened by it as you are so stay ignorant stay unvaccinated get dead yeah. that is that is my advice well the thing that they're doing now is the people who do get you know make it through after getting COVID well I'm like, you know dude I, I got I got the what do they call it I got the um, I already had the virus, so yeah, I've got I've, I've got, got the got. antibodies. There you yeah. go. Oh, they're, now they're antibody experts. Oh, I said, dude, you 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 risk your life because you didn't want a funky ass shot. You guys sit here and you talk all this scholarly bullshit, you know, and you talk all this, but you wouldn't go get a goddamn shot to save your life. And it really, I mean, if you think about that, you know, if you think about critical, you have guys that can talk about money, they can talk about sports all day, everything. And yet, to get a shot, you you're bitching about a shot. But you'll go, you know. We got all these other things in the world going on, and it came down to one goddamn shot. So now that you got sick, oh man, he's not doing too well. <laughs> the fuck? Of course you're not doing well, <laughs> idiot. Can I come by and hit you with a hammer? Well, what it comes down to, I think, is 
you know, you said at the beginning that, you know, you want to kill yourself, not get the shot, fine. And I am 100% with that. But it's the, the factor that it's not that you're just risking killing yourself. It's that you're, you're risking killing other people. Well, that was the thing about the woman who said about, you know, why do, you know, why do you have to show that you've been tested or show that you, you know, and she brought up the whole HIV. Well, HIV is only through semen and, you know, uh, you know blood. You know, whereas this, if I breathe on you, I can kill you from 26 feet. If I sneeze, even with a mask on, it'll get you at eight. But if I was to sneeze, that sneeze can go 26 feet, hit you, right? And then, yeah, and then you <laughs> go home and give it to Come your family this. and you wipe out a whole people. Yeah. And you're, you're trying to make this debate. But... Like I said, I'm fine with it now. Right. You know, it, it's like being inconvenienced mm -hmm. by getting the virus after you've been vaccinated. Different story than right. than getting killed. Right. Well, also yeah, so, ventilated. Yeah. It makes it makes you. I mean, you, you know, people stop talking to each other. You know, with with political stuff when they find out how you really think. You know, after Trump, I mean, you find out how many people bought into the bullshit, and it made you you stop talking to certain people. You didn't. You you know. You're like, okay, bro, I gotta cut you off you know you, mm -hmm. on facebook you're cutting people off well the vaccine was pretty much connected to trump because a lot of people you know you know they were trumpsters and it, and it's like it, it's almost the same thing to me politically when i see just you know blatant ignorance i don't want to hate you but gesundheit yeah <laughs> it comes out loose yeah i don't want to hate you but i can't deal with folks that just <laughs> refuse to see stuff, you know, that's sitting right in your face. Yeah. Or the just, you know, big believer in, in Occam's razor. Like the most obvious is most likely the the correct answer. And you, you've got virus. Doctors figure out how to vaccinate against it. Right. Shot, maybe two shots, depending on which right. you get. Right. Very simple. Easy to understand. They can't believe that. They can't get behind that. It's this whole convoluted, like, bullshit. Oh, well, it comes from China, and then it gets into your house through chopsticks. And, and if you don't have chopsticks, it, it comes in through the bougainvillea or whatever. Plant, right. You know, I mean, it's like they come up with such... Like, they don't say bougainvillea. Maybe not. That, well, they're flat, Azaleas? They're, they're, they're <laughs> as bad as... I mean, have you, have you, have you talked to a flat earther? Have you ever... Have you, have you, no. You have, oh, my God. Those are, now, mind you, they're also Trump supporters, too, and they're QAnon people. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, here's the flat earthers. You know, and they're all in there. And it's like, Ty, you don't get it. I, really, I don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't get this. No, you don't get it. I said, so, so, I, I told him, I said, I, I used to perform on cruise ships. I never fell over. He said, <laughs> I said, I, I want you to tell me what a damn point is. I never is. fell I, over. I never fell over. I got well, the you know, those cruise ship that, captains, they, they know where the edge is. Yeah. You know, cruise ship uh, comedians, uh, not always. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, now, when I was hitting those damn waves, you know, and I was like, because my one night, I got, when I got on the ship, and I was like, oh god, it's gonna be one of those nights, and I fucking, I just took a melatonin and I crashed out, and that damn, you know, was just throwing me around. But I told him, I said, I never made it to the edge that you're talking about. Although. Marshall, Will, and Holly did, and they fell over the edge into the land of the lost. 
<laughs> that was a really bad dinosaur sound. Yeah. I, I blame the copy. Yeah. Just say just say that you were doing a Liz Stewart impression. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just did the you just did should have did the anteater and been better. I could do the anteater. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. You, maybe that's what I should do for for the next commercial. Uh, we'll we'll do an ant in the anteater uh, PSA on getting vaccinated. Goddamn ant! Let me tell you, brother. You just need one shot, and that'll take care of the COVID for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, Ant. I'm not getting the shot. I'm not. Why are my lungs so heavy? I told him, just get an injection, fella. Yeah. Uh, I just love these tough guys who like they can't get a they can't get a shot, and they also can't walk through a parking lot without having a gun strapped to them. Yeah. Oh, oh! You you want to see guys squirm when they find out somebody's gay? You hear this distinct sound in the room going. That's their asshole tightening up because they think. So I said, dude, why do you guys always believe someone wants to bang you in the ass? Why is that always on your mind? Well, he said he was gay. That doesn't mean he said he was going to screw you in the ass. You say that doesn't mean he has poor taste. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, chicks don't want to fuck you. Why would he? Right. Well, that's what happens when you're a homo sapien. I said, no, no, no. Homo sapien. I said, stop it. Stop it, damn it. I'm no homo sapien. Yeah. That was another Liz Stewart, by the way. If you ever got to explain that, that shit, that's hard on the head. I'm no genius, but to have to explain homo sapien, you know, yeah, shit, when you know, I found out it was a homo sapien. I was What'd you say? So, homo sapien? <laughs> yes. And I say, I will have a shot of that tequila, please. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember a few years ago? Uh, I, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Pelosi. Someone referred to the, the QAnon caucus in the house as a bunch of Neanderthals. And and they got all offended by that. And my first was thought Biden, was, wasn't it? who who looked up Neanderthals and explained that to him? <laughs> right. I think it was Biden. That said, I think it was, it may Biden. have. I, it he could said, have he, been. Because they were complaining about something, and, and Biden called them a bunch. I think he called them a bunch of Neanderthals. You know, and they were like, how dare they? Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they're, they're all focused on the cancel culture. Well, yeah. there's there's cancel culture and, and uh, critical race theory. Oh, uh, which you know, you know, and that, these are, uh, yeah, these are uh, things that they don't understand, but they're they're trigger words for for the right. And right. yeah, you know what? It's it's funny because even if you think that you can kind of disprove something and or or, or just show show someone the way and just be like, well, this is the it's actually this, and let's just say that person is willing to listen to information, take it in, and accept reality. They're just going to come up with something else. Right. Yeah. Always. always. Oh, it's and I mean it's, it's I, exhausting. I saw really a thing is. on Twitter this week. It was a QAnon graphic that they were trying to explain how Trump was going to return to the White House, explained via the secret code in the stripes on his tie, and like, no, dude. dude, I'm serious. I'm I'm looking at this. There's. Off to the side of the photo of him in the tie, there's an Israeli flag uh, because, uh, of course, the Jews are behind this somehow or they're doing something to save Israel uh, ostensibly mm -hmm. from, well, from the Arabs first, and then they'll take it from the Jews as as it is written. But it was, I, I know I'm like going all over the place here, it seems fitting for the subject matter. I've got a, a friend, well, he was a friend in college. And 
late onset schizophrenia, like right around the time he turned 30, switches got flipped, shit went weird. And the, I don't know if it was the trigger or just how it really manifested with him, but he was getting into all these things of, of synchronicity. Like it starts with the, the wizard of Oz synchronizing with dark side of the moon. And then they're like, I found corners of the internet that I had no idea existed because of the, the craziness of my friend, you know, no, you need to check out this website. But looking at this QAnon graphic, mm -hmm. that is exactly what it reminded me of was, was like the rants he would go off on when he was like going, going deep into a manic. Or that board that uh, Flint, Mike Flynn had. Oh, geez. Like that was like the st one of those string, uh, what do you call those? Uh, the, you know, yeah, the string diagrams yeah. that you always see in the detective movies. Right, right. Or the, yeah. And, and that that's the thing that really weirds me out about this is that the the simple and obvious possible answer can't be true but here let me show you my 3051 step explanation and first let me spend five hours explaining the significance of the number 3051 because three plus zero plus five plus you know i mean it yeah i really and um it's like when you see the homeless and you say, I always say that everybody can't keep up. And everybody's got to really, uh, like even during the pandemic, uh, you know, some people were really stressing out, losing it and everything. And you really find all the mental issues that are in our society. As much as we are free, we have some that we, we are people, there are so many more people living in bondage in their mind by the way they think, by the way that they're contributing, you know, what they're worried about. You know, someone thinks like when you, when you hear guys say, well, I'm going to lose my freedom. Somebody's coming to take something from me. I was like, damn, I came out here in October of 89 with a little over 100 bucks in my pocket. I haven't felt anybody try to take shit from me. You know, I have never felt, you know, and it, but I, my whole battle was with myself. And, I, and the only way to gain your freedom is to deal with your shit. When you own your shit and go through whatever those issues are is the only way to get to the other side that you're not going to fall for, you know, the flat earthers, the QAnons, the whatever. I mean, you know, the falling into Trump that you're going to put Trump back in. You really got to know who the hell you are. And, and I mean, and strip away all the crap, you know. If, if you know, like you know, no, it's let's not going to leave some people with much, right? Well, if we take away the labels, right? You know, like you know, I pissed off a guy because he he was he paid three grand for a pair of uh, Kanye West's tennis shoes. He paid three thousand dollars for some the Yeezys, and I told him, I said, "Well, you know, they make those in the Philippines for a dollar twenty-five. and he's like, "You motherfucker!" What? The <laughs> fuck? I said, "Yeah, dude." He said, "No," I said, "You're a consumer, idiot. You are a consumer." You are consuming. I was going to say, you could have flipped those. You're an idiot consumer. <laughs> right. I said, I said, break down the word. Consumer. You are consuming shit you do not need. They've conned you into believing. You know, I said, Edward Bernays was, 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 was the man is the mastermind behind a advertising. 
You know, he was Freud's. And that's a really good song. Yeah, it was a yeah, Bernays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yes. You, don't you be saucy, Bernays. <laughs> but I mean, he, he showed J.P. Morgan and and Andrew Sloan how to sell you shit, and that's why. That's why information today is so important. The more I know about you, the more I can tell. That's why they were looking at what is your sign, what's your favorite color, all these different things. And that's why you buy the way you do. But if we don't learn to, you know, to strip away and find out what is what's truly important, then we continue. You get more and more people believing that Trump won or you can sell a lie. They blatantly sold a lie on national TV. And told everybody, he told them, if I don't win, it's rigged. Boom. He threw it out there and they sucked it up. Why? Because that's what people do. They come home every day and they, you know, you go to work, you come home and you bounce down in front of that goddamn TV, that idiot box, and you let them sell you shit. There's no imagination. There's nothing put in. You just buy it. I, I would wonder. And I'm sure there are stats out there. How many Fox News viewers have purchased catheters, even though they don't need them, just because they see them advertised on the network all the time? Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's interesting. All, all that you're talking about with that is really interesting. It, it makes me think of um, this idea, and I feel like it's really proliferated by the by social media, is that... You can tell me whatever. You you can put any kind of facts in front of me, but I know what in my heart is the truth, mm-hmm. what I believe is the truth. And I think uh, that that's why you see a lot of crossover between mm-hmm. this kind of thinking and evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you can tell them anything, but it's like and, – and then there's also a condescension involved, which is I feel sorry for you that you don't understand. Yeah, you can throw those figures at me, there's, but I mean I – I know in my heart what the truth is. Well, and it's like the old joke. Did you know that like 93.6% of all statistics are made up on the spot? (laughs) You know, a lot of people won't, you know, catch that. But it's, I think it's, it's not necessarily just the evangelicals, but a lot of the way the, the Christian faiths are practiced in America and not just Christians. I think, you know, there are elements of Islam. There's certainly, specific elements of Judaism, but Judaism tends to be more about the questioning. But the these people, through like having a religious upbringing, or at least, you know, a, a church-going family, they are trained to not, accept and not to think, to, not, yeah, to just not to blindly right. trust their their chosen authority figures. And let, but let's let's there's a there's a flip side to that though that we need to we need to acknowledge there is something very nice and very um comforting and there's actually a really beautiful human truth in in you know a, a, a bit of humanity to just say you know what that's what my faith tells me and you know yeah. there's a comfort and also there's something that's a bit um sublime about that but, you know well, it, but, it you, takes you know. it takes a load up you know like we were talking on the show last week about the the idea that accepting critical race theory means for a lot of white people that they have to they have to change and they have to learn stuff and i think what we're talking about with you know whether it's political or virus oriented for a lot of these people who are like on the batshit crazy right side 
it's it just it takes such a load off that they don't have to think about it. They don't have to worry about well, it. I, I, I mean, like I, I know, you know that, for that, us, yeah. like you know, for the last year and a half, walking out of the house, it's like, do I have my mask? Do I have sanitizer? Yeah. Do I, you know, do I have all this shit? And for for the ignorant, uninformed, poorly informed, the uneducated, he loves the uneducated. If mm-hmm. you don't believe in the virus. You don't have anything to worry about. You don't have have to think about it. Hakuna Matata. It's the worry-free good, life for me or whatever. A good whatever. friend of mine, you know, I mean, well-educated guy, you can't discuss religion. You can't discuss politics. You can't discuss, you know, race. Any, you know, does, will not discuss any of it. He wants to live in a world of, well, man, you can't change it. What does it matter? So you run from it. And I told him, I said, then I said, I said, I'll agree with you. You don't have to worry. I will never discuss politics or anything with you anyway. Because he said, well, I don't, I don't read. I said, I don't choose to live in a world. I want to know. Okay. But when I go, I will go and search. Like when I first was, I was, I was raised in a church. So I, I remember, you. I remember when a, uh, I went to a Christian retreat and the guy said to me, the pastor said, you must study the Bible. So I went out. Because I was just, I would hear one thing and all this different stuff, and I had, to, I wanted to know, well, who said that, and how did that get that way, and what, and I went and got a commentary, concordance, and, and I got a the... concordance, I had a concordance, and I went and got a commentary. The commentary is about that big, and I went and I dived into the Bible, and by learning the Bible, I also saw so much of what was not true, and people could not just tell me anything, you know, and. It opened my mind, so I had no problem dealing with homosexuality. I had no problem uh, uh, if somebody decided they want, I don't care what you want, LBGQ. I wasn't bothered by anything because it was still supposed to treat them as a human being and that and love them as that, and See, which brings into our humanity. That's, that's the problem. You're, you're talking original Jesus. You're not talking American Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I had a game. Or American Jesus hates gay people right or, or my buddy would say to me well you know the shit when the devil comes and so i don't get all he he's so traditional christianity which is what my mother was you know the devil and you know and demons and all the only demon i talk about is the demons within you that says to sit down and have dinner with your demons those things are a part of you the good and the bad you just have to learn how to address them because the demons will tell you, if you deal with us, we will leave you the fuck alone. But if you do not address us and you try to suppress us with drugs or alcohol or act, we will ruin you. You will never have any peace. You, I don't care how big your house is. I don't care what kind of car you drive. You will never be at peace to enjoy the fruits of your labor. And you will live in bondage in your mind. Well, it's it's really interesting what you just said because you you just before the last thing that you said you were talking about how you ha- get kind of a deep comfort out of knowledge right. that you're coming from an informed place, but so there, there there's that kind of person like you, but and 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 that's that there's that mindset, but then there's the other of taking comfort in not knowing, right? You know, and that that is a deep source of comfort for some people. Right. So it depends. I mean, but I, it's, it's a but person, it's a bondage, and, yeah, though. If it you is, do it that, is, yeah. you are living in a bondage that you're running away. And like I said, when you when people can say, "Oh, look at them." I was like, but we created that. We created the homeless. We created the mentally ill. 
It was created right here in the United States. You created the criminal. You created because you did not share with the average American. You created racism. We're still talking about this shit. A black dude has to prove he can play baseball? Really? You will drain a pool because a, because a black kid swam in the pool. You're going to drain the fucking pool because black people swam in the pool and you got to change the water. Really? I know, it's, 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 and they, they still think that way today. One, one thing that, uh, you know, as long as we're, we're getting into the whole race in America being nuts and everything, something I, I figured we would talk about it later on the show, but it's relevant to the, to the conversation now, is uh, the whole deal with Shikari Richardson uh, the the American sprinter uh-huh. who she's 21 years old, right. mom passed away. Right. She found out about it from an interviewer while being interviewed. Uh-huh. Found out her mom was dead, oh. so she smoked a little weed to you know take the edge off because mm-hmm. that can that can be severely you know strenuous. Unfortunately, she failed a drug test right. and was going to be ineligible to run in her event because it was like a month-long su- uh, suspension. But she still would have been eligible to run in, uh, I think it was the 440 relay. But the, I don't know if it was the IOC, someone, maybe the the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Olympic Committee, but someone was like, no, nope, she's not doing that either. And there were people, I'm sure there still are, who were trying to make this into a race issue. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you all know me. I'm, and you know, anyone listening, uh, I am very pro legalization of weed, very anti racism. Mm-hmm. This, this was not racism. <laughs> this, you know, this no. is, this is definitely an example of the ridiculousness of drug laws and how they. It, I, you know, I was thinking about this this morning, it, and I, it, like a lot of people will somewhat seriously, but jokingly go, "Come on, weed is not a performance enhancing drug." Um, but THC is fat soluble, and so you got to figure these these elite athletes have so little body fat right. that when they do smoke, it's being stored in there. And I know from experience. Yeah, you go for a for a good run the the day after you've been like blazing like a mofo and it brings a whole new definition of runner's high. So I was thinking like, yeah, actually in running, maybe it could be a performance enhancing drug because if you got something that's like, you know, killing any pain or, mm-hmm. or stress, bodily stress you're feeling while you're running. Yeah, that could count as performance enhancing. But there were some people that tried to turn this into a race thing. Oh, well, she's black. And it's like, no, nah, they don't let uh, anybody, you know, except for Lance Armstrong. But that's- of, the, of the black people that I know who were, that they were at the lounge and they were talking and they said, and they asked different people's opinions. They said, no, man, it's a rules thing. You can't smoke weed. It's, it's part of the rules. And guys who are athletes, as bad as it seems, you know, you cannot do, it was not racial. It didn't just come out like that. And mind you, there are people who believe, just like there are white folks who believe, you know, that, you know, that the racial thing is so embedded in our society. Right. I mean, that shit's been, I mean, when, when guys tell me I don't want to talk about that, well, motherfucker, I didn't want to be in it either. <laughs> you ain't never had to deal with it. You have never had to address anything. You ain't had to deal with Jack. Your parents didn't tell you what my parents told me. You know, you didn't, your dad wasn't beat down like my dad. 
Okay, because if, even if you told me your dad was poor, but he's not being judged by the color of his skin. When you have somebody create something that you write it into law, and then you tell me, well, hey, Ty doesn't exist anymore. Fuck you. You've already done the damage. The shit's come down from generations. And then you just tell me to walk away and close out. I'm going to close the doors, lock all the windows. We don't, we don't, we don't see that. That's not going to, it doesn't work. And for me, that was the big thing with the, with the Shikari Richardson story is like, there is already so much embedded racism in our system. You don't need to go inventing, you know, or looking for more. Let's deal with what we actually have, what we know is real. Right. Instead of just feeding the outrage but, machine. But that's their problem, though. They created it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I think that's exactly the point. Because it's it's when you look at this very, very specific circumstance, yeah, it's those are the rules. She violated the rules. End of story. You mm-hmm. know? Right. But when you look at kind of a bigger picture right. and, and who's incarcerated for drug use right. in this country. Oh, yeah. You know? And then also, and then if you want to kind of look at a bigger picture in, in terms of a, a pattern in the Olympics that, you know, these these women, they can't, they won't allow certain swim caps that, right. that right. would be for, The, the you know, sole caps. Yeah, the yeah. sole caps. I mean, it's it, it kind of reminds me of so, sometimes when, when something happens and it really seems like a bit of an Justice in the legal system, and these analysts who are maybe liberal, maybe very liberal, they'll they'll walk through it and they'll say, "Well, this is the way the judicial system works," and they're very very academic about it. And there's a part of you that just wants to be like, you know what? Yes, I understand that according to the rules that are laid out the way they are, yes, that is the proper verdict or whatever it is. But also, fuck this. Right? Yeah. Do you know I mean, what look, I mean? Like, when, a, when a black woman has to go and fight to be able to wear her hair the way she wants to wear her. I have to, I have to go and get a lawyer? Well, can't, can't y'all just be more like us? They've already been trying, <laughs> that's, but that's the problem. We have been trying to assimilate like white people since the 1700s. We've been always assimilating. Assim- we got rid of our, 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 our you know, being African. We got rid of, we from calling ourselves Africans, then we start calling ourselves Negroes, and then we call ourselves Black and now we're african-american we have been assimilating for years it has never gotten us anywhere okay yeah you throw a few of this here and there you got some blacks who will say oh no 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 uh, there's no racism there's no this i feel great look at me and all oh, white people love him well that's because he's not a threat he doesn't say mm-hmm. anything he doesn't say anything but, but but you know for me for you to i have to go uh go to court and for black women have to fight to be able to wear braids to wear their hair the way they want it really? just must be exhausting it honestly. is every time you turn around you gotta and then you know you, you you keep saying that this isn't this is not a racial thing fuck you it is you know it but you don't want to deal with it you know i like when i go play golf well, who has who has the time to deal with the actual issues when you're so busy moving the goalposts? yeah oh what is it <laughs> what, what it is when it jeff kendricks has said that the goalpost came with <laughs> With wheels, with wheels on them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh man! Oh god! Oh, oh let me. Uh, okay, off topic, but I have to tell you something that was hilarious. Someone tweeted something about uh, their, their sister was a paramedic in 2017, right? Was and and so would show up on the scene, and you know they would they would ask the questions like they they realized that they had to stop asking who is the president because <laughs> either people would just refuse to answer. <laughs> or they would become so angry. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Who's the pre- oh. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, that's you can you can either answer correctly or you motherfucker, yeah. and that that will also be accepted. I I just don't you know I you know like I play golf with all the guys we we play the we play uh, the Armenians, there are blacks, there are Jews, regular white folks, you know, everything. priest and a rabbi. Yeah, priest and a rabbi. <laughs> they all I mean, walked into the bar. Uh, yeah, after. yeah, you know, and all and you know everybody's playing oh, Asian, you know, and we had one white dude that. After Biden won, he said, yeah, and fuck Biden and Kamala Harris. And he put it in a text, right? Because we do a group text of the guys who want to play. You know, they'll say, hey, you know, we're playing here. And they'll put the tea times. And then, you know, if you want to play, just say, I'm in, I'm in. And he put that he couldn't play. And then he put that in there. And it started just a wave of crap, right? Here it comes. So, you know, Roosevelt, <laughs> older, older black cat, you know, he comes in. You know, and he had already, he was already steaming from when this one white dude said to him, well, Roe, what do you know about Jim Crow? Now, mind you, Roe's 64 years old, and Roe's and Ro a big brother. You know, it's like from straight out of Louisiana, you know. And Roe looked at him and said, man, you know what? Uh, I'd appreciate you don't have a conversation with me. Well, man, I'm just trying to find out what do you know about Jim Crow? He said, dude, I'm telling you right now. That's a white dude. I said, dude, are you, do I have to, does somebody, and someone's, someone said, well, someone hit him with a shoe or a book, a brick, anything. It's like, what are you not understanding? I, well, I think, you know, probably a, a, a three-wood would, yeah. uh, would be appropriate right. for that shot. Right, and so we're just, you know, and when folks are sitting there going, hey, you know, and this guy said, so we had stopped, uh, uh, you know, and Rose said, I'm not playing. He said, what do you mean? He's not playing because, so they threw that guy out. Yeah, The I guy who made understand. that comment, who said, you know, fuck Kamala Harris and to get you... Threw him well, out. Also, he I called mean, them a communist, like, and he said, "Yeah, they're communists and Marxists." Just the relevance, like you know, if you're talking about setting up tea times, and he's like, "Well, fuck Joe Biden," it's like, why Whoa. is 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 he right. on the course ahead of us? Like, what's what's going? On? Like, my, what my, does what does that have to do with anything? That's just you being an asshole wanting to stir up shit. Right. Well, the, the fun thing, the crazy thing is, Adrian, he's Hispanic. Adrian's a tie. Greg and this guy's trust. They're trust babies. The guy who made the comment, he's a trust baby. His dad owned an In-N-Out burger. He's never had to work a day in his life. Guy pounds beers all the time while he's out there. You know, I said, dude, you got issues. You wouldn't know a communist if he slapped you. You ain't never had to struggle in your life. Shut your ass up. Well, that's not issues. You know that's what, privilege. I have a suggestion, though. Invite him back in. Show up for your tea time. Everyone brings their golf clubs. And also invite Tiger Woods' ex-wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where, where the clubs. Tell well, him what he drives. <laughs> Well, we had to deal with one of the guys who said, you know, Ty, uh, you know, so what's the deal with the, the, the this, you know, the, all these immigrants are coming over here, you know, what are we going to do with that? You know, we got to protect our border. I said, see, I said, there again, we created that too. What do you mean? I said, Americans created the immigration issue. You wanted cheap labor, you prick. You did not want to pay the American worker. You know how much it costs to pay the American worker to do what those people do out in those farms? No. $30 an hour. Yeah. They pay them sixteen bucks. That's what they get. They get sixteen dollars to pick berries, and, and you know, and they're, they've ca they're calling them the invisible people because we don't see them. But yet, when you go to the grocery store, they're the ones that are making sure you have all that food that you got. We are Somebody's, truly enjoying the fruits of their labor. Of their labor, yes, you are. And they're sitting there saying, "And I said, so you know, if an American, like they, so the guy had a farm. One of the guys that they were, I saw this pro, the American, uh, he had a farm." And he said, so I told people, I don't have the workers. You know, so if you want to come out and pick. And he said, so they came out to you know, pick their own vegetables. And they said, this shit is hard. 
He said, exactly. He said, try people doing it for 10, 12 hours mm -hmm. at 16 bucks an hour. And you guys are bitching? He said, let me tell you this. This is the, coming from the farmer. He said, I'm a conservative, but I need these people. And you damn right you need to make them Americans, and you damn right you need to make sure that they get an education. They earned it. You guys wouldn't eat without these people. And that's what it, the, the arrogance and the, the ignorance of, the, of, of, of especially white Americans who, who take this shit for granted and don't want anybody, but yet you go, they're, they're, taking my, they're not taking shit from you. You ask those corporations who brought these people over here. You ask the America who's been in Central America since 1855, fucking over those, uh, the, 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 the immigrants that come from those countries, from whether it's uh, Guatemala, you know, Honduras, all that. We've been over there. A United Fruit Company mm -hmm. who uh, hired the CIA who, to take those people out because they were trying to form a union, and that's why they're coming across here. They're coming across the water for a reason. But if you don't want to deal with it, shut up. I personally, I blame the French. If they hadn't given us that statue, and, well, really, it's Emma Lazarus, you know, wrote that damn poem, right. put it on the bottom of the statue. But, like, what the fuck? Do these people think that America is actually a place where we welcome the poor, the tired, the, the huddled masses teeming from things? As my sister Hannah was, as, 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 as my sister Hannah would say, they told them that the streets will be paved with gold, and that's how they get. Those are the people who come over here and say, "We don't want no socialism." Those are those immigrants that really piss you off, whether they're Cubans or they're from Venezuela, and they come over. Oh yeah, we're American. We don't want no damn socialism, like you idiot. Those government checks that you, I know your ass signed up for when you came from those countries. That's American money. That's socialism that you collect in a check and don't say that you don't get no food stamps. It's, but don't it's, it's not socialism when I get it. <laughs> that's 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 the, the government providing a safety net. No. It's it's when when people of color Yeah. When when they get it, then it's socialism. Uh, yeah. Then it's wrong. Yeah. And oh <laughs> another thing is when you talk to a lot of these so called uh, Trump supporters, like I found out a lot of my Armenian buddies, they they all vote Republican. And they don't believe also, and they don't believe in getting a vaccine. These are Armenian people. I didn't know this. They, you know, guys who I know that I mean, they told me. And I said, so, I said, um, how much do you know about your history, bro? He said, history? I said, you, you know, because you guys are talking about things, but you don't know what, you, you're, you're so busy trying to be, uh, trying to assimilate like Americans, but you don't know nothing about America. You don't know how this bitch is built. You don't understand that you're standing on the backs of people who died to give you civil rights so you could bring your punk ass over here and collect what you're collecting. Somebody died for that shit. And it was some Jews and some black folks and some Indians. Irish, yeah, Italians, Irish, yeah. like, I mean, everyone. Yeah. But wait a minute. Some of those, you know, some of those, because you know, because remember, those people were saying, well, where they got them, this is how you separate again. When you put out your job application, what do you put down? It doesn't say Irish. It doesn't say Scottish. It says white. Yeah, and everybody but, broke but, their. Everybody, I mean, that's now. Back but, in the day, well, you know, say, no, in no, the no, in I, the eighteen hundreds and nineteen hundreds, there were you know, well, wait a there were signs of no Irish. You right, know? there was. But as we got to the sixties and the seventies, okay, as you got fifty, found out 60s, there was a whole world full of people to yeah, hate. Well, yeah, well, they eventually. <laughs> well, you know that the the clan was Scottish. Yeah, it was a Scottish thing. I mean, because you know they were pissed off that if you came to America, you had to fight in a war. They are because you, you know, this whole slavery thing. And so what they would do, they'd blame 
the slaves. The reason why you guys are fighting, you're fighting for those black asses over there. They, those slaves, they did that. So you, you had folks. So when they came out with a job application, everybody said, oh, so what are you? Because you don't put down, they ask you your race, but then they ask you what color you are, right? And everybody started marking white. Everybody that could get close to white, they put white down. Black folks couldn't do that. Indians couldn't do that. You know, but if you, if you could get, a, I don't care if you were Spanish, you could have been Cuban, whatever. If you can put down that you're white, bam, I'm in, man. It was like, and there again was separation. There again, I'm part of the club. And hey, right. don't let those people move into this neighborhood because you're going to bring down, as Tara was saying today, if you, we don't want to keep building in there because it brings down the what? The value, property values, yeah. Property value. So there again, you're screwing over your people, you're separating the people, you're fucking over humanity, you're not giving anybody anything. I don't have a problem with a person getting rich, but don't screw over your people. You know, don't keep... You know, yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like getting rich isn't problematic. It's how you get rich. Right. I and mean, it's you, behavior. Because if you think about it, Barry Madoff and, and, and a lot of those. Uh, uh, was it Bernie or Bernie? Bernie Madoff. Barry yeah. Madoff. Barry thought Madoff you were was, saying Barry Madoff. Yeah, yeah. like, what did but, he do now? Bernie, but Bernie was a successful businessman. He did not have to do what he did. He was greedy. The dude wanted to be a billionaire. So he found a way to fuck over. He was making $250 million a year. How much money do you need? That's well, what my you, point you know, is. You kind of feel bad for him because at this point, had, had he waited, had he stuck around, uh, he would have known all you have to do is, is start a fake university and run for president and the cash will come pouring in. Right. <laughs> to get back to what you're saying very quickly, uh, there are um, some recent immigrants and people of color in my neighborhood that I realized were... Trump supporters, and I didn't quite get that. It seemed kind of odd to me. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you that there is definitely a male supremacy yes. thing thing going on with that with mm-hmm. with Trump supporters. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jamaicans. Let me tell you, Jamaicans. There's a guy. My uh, a lot of people from the Caribbean. They bought into this male machismo crap, yeah. which is more, you know, but a fucking slogan. I said, dude, you can't be that goddamn stupid. That you gonna let a dude tell you it was stolen ship. No, it was not stolen. You really believe in this shit? I said, dude, read a book. Make my ass hurt. I was sitting there and they, they killed me with this. They want, they, they want to claim that I'm Caribbean or I'm Jamaican, but you want to act like you want to, you want, but you want black culture. You want to come to America and act like brothers, but you don't want to be around brothers. You want to take from what brothers have. So you want to have these different things, you know, you, you, our music and all this stuff. But then you want to run back and say, oh, I'm, oh I'm, no, man, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a staunch Republican. I'm a this. And, you know, you know uh, they, now they're telling them that, that the things didn't switch, like the Dixiecrat became a Republican. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, They're selling that now. No, it never happened. We've always been. No, you're full of shit. You have to talk to um, you, it. Just you have to read, and and guys don't. Yeah, well, and, we're the party of Lincoln. Yeah, mm, yeah, eh, not anymore. Yeah, I mean, no. only in name. You and, know, and, it's and and it's, what they don't understand. The reason why black people quit uh, being Republican and they switched is because Republicans would not stand up for black civil rights. They would not stand up for them. Black people were like, wait a minute, do we Republican? We'll, we're with you. Well, they would stand up and get the fire hose. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, because they did not, they could not deal with blacks advancing. They could not deal with 
all of this. And so black, so when black folks, you know, the Republican, you know, Democrats said, fuck you, we're going to Republican. Well, blacks were like, look, you guys don't, you're not going to work for us. It's okay, we'll go Democrat. And that's why a lot of them went Democrat. They didn't want to because after Lyndon B. Johnson signed civil rights, the civil rights bill, he said that we're going to lose a generation of, 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 you know, of the of Republican Party. You're going you're gonna to lose a generation. And they did because everybody switched. You mm-hmm. know, and so it's, 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 and it's, it's scary times, you know, but all I know is, is that you really have to be grounded. And that's, and that, that's just dealing with yourself. I know, you know, people say after the pandemic, oh, I'm lucky I made it through and this was doing to me. I mean, I had to, I was texting friends and, and I said, you, you have to, you know, just try to talk them through it. I said, go get some air, go for a walk. You know, it's not, I said, use your head. Go, go, you know, listen to some good music somewhere, you know. But they were, they've been so busy of something, something being taken from them, you know. I, I told a friend of mine, I said, a buddy of mine, his, his grandfather lives in Death Valley, right? And he lives in a trailer. And he has a giant fence around the trailer, right? <laughs> and I said to him, I said, but bro, you live in Death Valley. Who's coming to steal from you? <laughs> the name of your town, the name of your city is Death. Will you? And it's 130 fucking degrees here. No one's coming. You're already in hell, you know. And it's a, yeah, but it's uh, but it's a dry hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, and they were really like, this doesn't bother you. You you're not bothered by the no, no. You know, I mean, I mean, we really, I think people are just snapping and they're losing their mind, you know. Well, I think uh, for a lot of people, it was it was a you know fairly loose grip on on what there was of a mind before the pandemic. So well, I think it really exposed the issues of our society. You exposed inequality, definitely. You know, you exposed uh, our racial issues big time because all the statistics came out and they showed how of a divide. But that divide is already is, has always well, been there. Yeah. But didn't nobody. I mean, right. It's they didn't like, put they didn't put the you know the the mark on it and really show it to you. It's like people who they say, oh well he's a mean drunk. It's like no he's 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 just an asshole. It just comes out more when he's drunk because he's not sober enough to hide it. You right. know and <laughs> yeah and it's it's the same thing. It's like these these issues were always right there under the surface, but under quote unquote normal circumstances day to day, people were able to hide it be you know if you, functional like, when they uh, look at all like you hear guys talking about the homeless thing i said we really created that homeless situation and i guarantee you you can break it down when it started and when it started to grow okay when it, and if, if you if you if a person does the research you can find out when did it start to get even worse and how see for me i would want to know how that was put together because i know it was created right here in this country well, I think yeah. you know it's it, it's largely the 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 folks the the whole sort of NIMBY not in my backyard attitude. You know, it's like well, it's it's not a problem unless it it comes into my field of vision. Right. You know, and that's everything from homelessness. You know, because when it was downtown, like just speaking of L.A. specifically, right. when it was downtown Skid Row, you know, Santa Monica, as Harry Shearer always calls it, home of the homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was it was in places where you generally don't see 
It's like, well, I don't, I don't go to the toy district. I don't go to the flower district. So yeah, that's fine. But then when tent city started popping up in Hollywood, you know, then yeah. that's when, well, but I, but I go there. I, I don't want to see Starbucks. that. That's a problem. You well, know? Yeah. It's like when hip hop, you know, started spreading to the suburbs and white kids started acting black and shit, you right. know, before, before it was cultural appropriation, right. it was scaring the fuck out of white suburban parents because right. they, they didn't know how to, you know, and, and hip hop crack, whatever, not a problem until it comes into my house and by house mm-hmm. you know neighborhood area so you know this is this is the the problem with the homeless mm-hmm. it, it's like it's it's been there it's you know yeah. you you go back to uh um uh what was it like you know hooverville when right. you know, when the 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 jud there were no jobs post-depression you know and people were like setting up there was like a shanty town in central park right. in new york uh, that people called hooverville because thank you president hoover and you know it's it's funny people get so caught up in in naming conventions mm-hmm. and like you know trump and geraldo rivera wanted people to name the vaccines after trump when you know it'd be much more appropriate to name the virus after Trump because he did so much to spread it. So I think similarly, let's just like when you see when you see a, a little tent city, that's it's Reaganville. Because we wouldn't you know, we would have homeless people, you know, economy right. isn't always great for everybody, but it wouldn't be as bad as it is now if Reagan hadn't opened up the the mental hospitals and thrown everyone out on the street. Right. Um, Did you know you used to be able to go and check in for two weeks? You can go into the hospital, check in, deal with your shit, get some time away, and leave. Big yeah, time. but no, then, right, and, but and, then and, they figured out how to make it profitable, right? <laughs> because a lot of people, like back in those days, uh, you know, I mean, Charlie Parker, for instance, right. spent a lot of time uh, in Camarillo, right. but once you know rehab became a thing and and it became profitable, right. and we can make money off of this. Fuck it, let's make money. And right. there, there are you know, I'm not coming out saying all rehab is a scam. I'm, I'm you know. Right. Not going Scientology. Right. Psychology is terror, but it it's the idea that there are some good places, and then there are places where it's like, hey, give us a lot of money, and you will have a nice low impact way to fulfill whatever you were sentenced to, or you know, we we provide more secrecy than medical care, which right. for a lot of parents sending their kids to those places. That's that's the priority. Yeah. So, you know, I think ultimately that's what it comes down to is as a nation, we need to get our priorities straight. We, there, there will come a day, maybe, when we actually do that. Speaking of days, uh, today is the 28th Saturday of the new year. And being the 10th of July, that also means it's National Clearahue Day, which is the uh, birthday of American poet Edmund Clearahue Bentley. Uh, it's National Kitten Day and also National Pina Colada Day. So grab your favorite kitten. Some poetry would be great. Blend up a pina colada and then make your escape. See what I do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I'll sing a little. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did I just have a stroke? What just happened? <laughs> no, no. Rupert Holmes, not the strokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we are 172 days into the Biden administration. 
And as of today, we've got... Timpani. 606,198 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 33,804,801 confirmed cases with about 183.5 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine with about 158.6 million of them, three in this very room, who are fully vaccinated. Had to get that out. Uh, it was, it was, it, we, we were starting to get into that territory of like, oh, we're, we're going to be doing the intro at the end of the show, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we are a country that, you know, like you were saying earlier, we don't want to deal with our demons. We like to, to push them down. And no wonder there is so much crazy in, uh, in our lives. You, you, you got to know that. When you you know you're seeing something you know, like one of the women I used to go to church to you know I saw a homeless person reading a book I said <laughs> how dare they <laughs> I, I said, so a friend of mine said shut up ship don't do that don't shut just shut your mouth and I was like you know and, it, and now I know you know it's just I said what you and she was trying to be real religious and oh I said what you thought because you're homeless you you stop reading that reading just leaves you. You know, and, and the guy, he said, you, you got to reprioritize when you, when you go homeless, you don't have time to read. You need to spend that time drinking and doing drugs. Right. You I know. mean, no one ever, no one ever like refuses to give money to a homeless guy going, now nah, he's probably just going to waste it on books. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are they going to the library for? That's what I said. Why is the homeless going to the library? Why? Well, it's free. When the average American, I always tell people the, the freest education that you can get is a library he said libraries aren't free dude yes they are matter of fact you don't even have to go they're on your phone but you see a homeless person in a library at least he's able to that if you do end up homeless here's an opportunity to to redo your resume you know you can use yeah they got computers bathrooms air conditioning and books right you know and why would you not go right and you know you you know it's our tax dollars pay for that that is a freedom that you get, you know. But people, I, well, I know what I was going to say that you know, the that like they said the American dream. That's a slogan. It always has been, but people bought patriotism, also a fucking slogan, you know. Or they say, well, you know, life, liberty, and you know, the pursuit of happiness. Slogans. They are all it's marketing. Yes, and they, and we we bought into this bullshit, and you you know, and that's why you know people get pissed off. Uh, you heard uh, Corey Bush stated that you know that the uh, July Fourth was for white people, you know, and and everybody went up. Can you believe she said? It? Is she lying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I mean, because really, when the damn thing was signed, black folks were not in mind, bro. Know your history. Don't don't be afraid to say it. she's not lying. Okay, we're in now. We've been trying to simulate like you, like white folks, for the longest. You told us, to, well, you know, we, we, you need to prove yourself. Well, and that's that's the thing is like anyone who thinks these these quote unquote constitutional originalists have issues with the whole three fifths of a person thing. Nah, that's part of what they're fighting to bring back, right? You know, and the the majority of the Supreme Court are constitutional originalists, so. I'm not saying that slavery is going to make a comeback because right. there are amendments. 
But there is a lot of shit in there. You know, they they may talk about the original intent of the founders and and the Second Amendment. But well, well Kaylee McEnany the, said that that, that that the founding fathers were not slave owners. Yeah, that they, they well, didn't believe in slavery. All of them had slaves. You Where know, re- rewriting the history is is kind of what it's all about for these people. We're seeing that uh, especially these days in Texas. Uh, I don't know if you you saw the story on uh, on MSNBC, but the Alamo has long been a a source of revisionist history and people correcting the record and explaining what was going on. Mm-hmm. And like you were just saying, time and you know a lot of history, it's it's the slogan. Yeah, remember the Alamo. Right. Well, do you want to remember what actually happened and why it happened, or do you want to remember the legend that that makes you know the the white proto Americans the heroes of the day? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'll give you two guesses which one they want to do. Uh, but these guys wrote which about, one do they want to do? They, they, they want to do the one where the white people save the day. <laughs> I, I know it's it's so out of character. Um, but for for those who who don't know the the history of the Alamo and and the battle that happened there, at that point in time, Texas was still not part of America. It was still part of Mexico, and Mexico wanted to get rid of slavery, and they did. But there were a bunch of white, basically squatters in in the Mexican territory of Texas that. You know, give me land, lots of land, and the starry skies above. So the white folks moved in, and they were like, "Yeah, well, we we like our slaves, and and we we like our way of life just fine." And Mexico was like, "Well, this is our country, so you're going to go with the way we want to do it." And uh, the white folks said, "Yeah, well, fuck all that, and we're we're going to fight you." And so uh, a handful of white people. Uh, were holed up at the Alamo, and a shitload of Mexicans rained down uh, furious vengeance on mm-hmm. them and pretty much killed everyone except for uh, Davy Crockett, who was later Davey. executed for being a traitor. But then white folks in America said, well, we can't have that happening. So then they rode in and, you know, creamed the shit out of the... the basically, the Alamo was the Pearl Harbor mm-hmm. of that day. But based on preserving slavery right so there again look at there there again slavery's connected at the hip black folks connected at the hip of this country and people say oh no there's no critical race theory. there again the alamo has slavery connected to it. you're the first guy that i've even heard that even have said that dave that slavery was connected to the alamo mm-hmm yeah, you don't even hear people talk about that. I All didn't. This, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, that's I. I can understand why the uh, the the white Republican power structure in Texas is upset about this because they have spent generations rewriting the history, and and trying to uh, instill a, a false sense of pride over over the event. Well, McGraw Hill Publishing had their battles with Texas. McGraw Hill Publishing were. They're the first people, uh, first company to do our history books, and I live with the guy, uh, uh, Don Neal. Don was an editor for McGraw Hill Publishing, and he said the biggest problems they had with the history books were from Texas. Anything in the South 
They had problems. They did not want you. They even wanted to control the black narrative about what you can't say. They were happy slaves. No, they, they want you to show But they were the, singing. Yes, singing praises to the white man. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, <Sing> Belvin. <laughs> oh, Belvin, dear. Come here, boy. Sing us one of them Negro songs. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, Some yeah. get their kicks from cocaine. <laughs> I haven't seen Blazing Saddles in a long time. I think it might be might be time hey, to bust that out again. Now I tell you what, I, I well, when you, when you think about that, the only time, two times I did get high, really, was I saw a marathon of Three Stooges, and I watched Blazing Saddles, <laughs> and I you talk about I I was howling, I was <laughs> laughing my ass off, you know, and that was all all the teenage. You know, time. that's like a great way to to. Well, it depending on how you look at it, right. either the best way or the worst way uh, to to get high for your first time. Because in in the best way, you're gonna have a blast doing it, mm-hmm. and then afterwards you're gonna be like, "Well, shit, nothing could ever be that good again." So glad I did that, had the memory, move on. In the bad way, you're gonna keep yeah, as as they say in uh, in the heroin circles, you're gonna keep chasing the dragon because. You get high, watch the Three Stooges and Blazing Saddles, nothing is ever going to be that good again. And you may spend the rest of your life trying to recapture that high. <laughs> and, and those comedic elements. And, you know, maybe maybe Marx Brothers, which also amazing. Right. Uh, but And in 3D. We watched it. The, oh, the, wow. Yeah, it was in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We had the little plastic glasses yeah. on, man. And oh, was laughing. Or watching um, the Little Rascals, yeah, to see Buckwheat's feet turn the other way when he's scared and shit. <laughs> you can't get that. You can't get that out without you be crying, you know. Or watch uh, um, Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> watch watch Looney Tune cartoons. Oh, and you really really see why people would because that was adult humor. See, I'm yeah. I'm I'm a slapstick guy, and Foghorn Leghorn certainly takes his licks, but. Daffy Duck, straight up. Like, no one takes a beating like Daffy Duck when he in, had his, in the cartoons. When he had his wife, and she said, you will or else. Oh, no, I won. Whap! I should have kicked his ass about, his butt is about 30 feet in the air. <laughs> it's, you know, Oh, I'll be crying. Gotta, I, gotta love it. Well, on both notes, the, the things that are so hilarious, you, you can't believe it, and the, the rewriting of history. For, for those who may have any doubts about what we were just saying about you know white folks and Texans spending generations trying to rewrite the history, if you don't think that sort of thing happens, just take a look at what's happening now with January 6th. It is just over six months in the past. And there are already people trying to deny that it happened. Uh, you know, you got the, the one congressman, oh, you would just think they were tourists. You know, it's like, yeah, and if you if you didn't read Old Yeller all the way till the end, you would think it was just a happy dog book. One of the things that cracked me up, going back to the, the humorous element of, of this, uh, was was a story about the, the lawyers for some of the folks who are charged with rioting and being insurrectionists and the lawyers are now trying to make a case that, well, you know, I think it would be really healing and really bring people together. If we just let everyone go with a slap on the wrist, I think that's, that's the way to bring everyone together. 
And, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I, I've had a couple Pee Wee's Big Adventure moments this week, mm-hmm. but that, that is, I say we hang them. I say we tattoo them. I say we let them go. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this was the, I say we let them go. So really, unless these insurrectionists are going to borrow the platform heels from, from the cook and, and dance to tequila up on the bar, they better start getting in shape for jail. Well, they even said that they they're going after another four or five hundred people. They're not done. Oh this, no, no. But this won't be done until Biden gets out of office. And even then, yeah. Because I mean, they, and also we, you know, with all the things that are happening. Because you know, I, I was like you, I watched those guys say those things, and now you have you know senators who you know who, who believe because that's all connected to the big lie. That's the problem. You're going to find out that the Giuliani stuff, the big lie. The insurrection, Trump and his stuff, it's all connected. And the family. So, you know, it's, it's like if one opens his mouth, you know, you're going to find that, you know, they, they want everybody to be quiet. I mean, what's his name? Uh, Weisselberg? You know, oh, boy. I, you know, <laughs> I don't think if he don't speak, because I don't know. I mean, he's going to do time, you know, and, he, and he's, he's, what, he's 73 years old, you know. And the only reason why that they're we we find out that they could have gotten Trump, you know, when you when you look at it, uh, when they well, it's like you said, you know, it's still early. This is going to be going on for a while. Weisselberg is is the first step, and I think it just you know from from watching a lot of news and news and opinion coverage and what little I know of. Uh, the legal system and what I do know about game theory and strategy is this is, this is just the foundation and it looks like what they're doing in New York. And I think it's also setting up everybody else, you know, from Washington DC to Georgia federal, everyone else who is coming at the Trump organization and trying to hold them accountable for their repeated crimes the idea is you build the foundation. So you start with convicting Weisselberg and the company. And once that's established, then next you go after Ivanka. Right. And then you go after the brothers. And it, it all builds up to, and whose name was at the top of this? Who's been signing the checks, whether they be for tax-free schooling for my accountant's grandchildren or paying off a porn star who's whose signature is that on that check and that's when you put the cherry on the sunday right Mm -hmm. and and i think it's it's a beautiful thing one of the one of the things kind of tying all of this together uh they're they're having the uh the cpac nazi uh confab down in texas this week because why wouldn't they well why wouldn't they because Maybe the lights are going to go out. I understand the power grid down there isn't so strong these days. And and boy, howdy, is it hot. Not because of climate change, not because of global warming, because those don't exist. Just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, Texas being Texas. But wrapping everything up in terms of the, the marketing, the slogans, the disinformation, the ignorance, brain trust of... The, the Republican Party representative, Madison Cawthorn, uh, the, the wheelchair rapist uh, from North Carolina, I, doesn't rape wheelchairs. He's in a wheelchair and uh, attempted rapist, allegedly, yeah. allegedly. 
but uh, made a big speech at CPAC this week saying that with Biden's push to take vaccines door to door, this is this is just something that is going to be used so that the government can then come and and take your guns and your Bibles. Oh my God! God and man. that's that's the thing. And this goes way back to what we were <laughs> we were talking about at the at the beginning. Is this is so patently ridiculous? It the the great leaps in logic that you would have to make. Right. And and I, I don't think logic really even enters into it. But to actually believe this, mm-hmm. and it, it remains to be proven whether or not this idiot actually believes That's it. That's what I was going to say. I don't know yeah. if he does, yeah. but he knows that he's got an audience that does. Well, you know, the guy that, that uh, he was, I don't know if you saw Chris Cuomo, one of the guys that's, um, he's over the CPAC thing. He was on the show, and he said, well, you know, we're going to go and fight to find the real truth, the real truth of what's going on with the counting of the votes. And he says, Cuomo says, the votes have already been counted. No, 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 we got to go. There was still some fraud going on. No, the Supreme Court, you got, uh, every, dude, you're not, you're not hearing me, Chris. And it's like, dude, why do you have him on? Well, you know what? It's, it's again, going back to the, the beginning of the show. This is... Kind of like what you were talking about with draining the pool because there was a black person in it. Right. It's, it's, yeah, sure. The votes were, were counted originally. And then there were lawsuit mandated recounts. Right. And the numbers came up the same. The problem isn't the, the recounting. It's who's doing the recounting. It's how they're doing it. And if but they were done if by Republicans, yeah, but the, not the right Republicans. And that's exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah. He said they, they they were not the right Republicans. Yeah. So you know, this is uh, if you know anything about scientific theory, this is this is not that. Uh, you you don't go in with your conclusion and then find the evidence to support it. Yeah. You come in with a hypothesis, you find evidence, and it you figure out what conclusion the evidence does support. But, you know, that uh, that doesn't work out too well when you're in the wrong. So I, I'm not saying the system is rigged, but if it is, it's not rigged by the right people. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, uh, I think uh, let, us, let us get out there and be the right people. Be the people we want to be the rig we want to see in the world. <laughs> so with that, I want to thank you guys for coming in. It has been great to have you back with us live and in person. Katie Massa Kennedy, you got to share the joy on something like that. So should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks and months? Oh gosh. I don't, I don't, I don't really know that I have anything to promote, but as you mentioned the top of the show, check out my book, little Libby and the right to vote. It's available for purchase on Amazon. Right on. Yeah. It's, it's a good read. And as a, a liberal, uh, a Zionist and a Jew, I, I need to say, indoctrinate the children early. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for being with us, Katie. Uh, looking forward to the next time already. Mr. Time and Ship, always yes. a pleasure to have you with us. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, my website is timeandship uh, at weebly.com. Um, 
as well as Time and Ship at Twitter, Time and Ship at Facebook, and Time and Ship at Instagram. You can get my book, My East St. Louis, on Amazon.com. I will be performing uh, June 24th at the... Uh, July. Fourth, July 24th? I'm, I'm sorry. There you go. <laughs> nope. July Black 24th. man got himself a time machine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> July 24th uh, at the Fourth Wall. I uh, will be over there. Uh, we haven't put the flyers out yet, but uh, yeah, I'll be at the right, which I They've got, I don't know. they if, got three of them. Yeah, which okay, one? Okay, it's going to be the one on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, uh, right yeah, on. Yeah, 5220, I think, Hollywood That's Boulevard. That's right up by uh, Harvard and Stone. There's a yeah. there's an expensive, but what I hear, uh, high-quality weed shop. Uh, right next door. Right next door. Yeah, so. they got a security guard. It's got to be high. We you know, got a security guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for being here with us today, mm-hmm. and I know I will be seeing you next week uh, right here in Treasonable Studios mm-hmm. for sure. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can catch me online on the Facebook. I am Dr. David. Robinson on the Twitter. I am at Stand Up Fall Down, and on Instagram, which I recently kind of started using again. I I really I don't use it much. I should. Sorry. But if you if you want to see sporadic things that you can also catch on the other social media, you can find them at the Dr. Robinson. All spelled out, all one word. And if you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials on Facebook. It is Let's Be Treasonable, all spelled out. And on the Twitter, we are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening. And if you got the time on the platforms where you're not, because hey, what the hell? It's fun, right? If you didn't like what you heard, well, sorry to hear that. Not sure why you stuck around, but thank you for doing so. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone everyone's happy. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. We will be back next week in one form or another. Until then, goodbye!